Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with mike palm and mike pusher now here's your host timmy abbefe on vsan the sports betting network Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line. Hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. We say hello to our viewers on Samsung TV Plus. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first round pick and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. The Buffs on a bye week here, Pritch, so we don't have to... Needed it. <laughs> needed it. Needed, needed it that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just so we wouldn't talk about Stanford. Sure. They needed the yeah, bye week. I know. Thank <laughs> you. It's a tough Friday night Ooh. last week. Oh, I was staying up late for that game, too. I lost sleep for that. Oh, man. man. It was tough. Yeah. Uh, but they made number 13 some money for Stanford. Yeah, right? They did. <laughs> I was going to say, in a couple years when he's draft eligible, oh, man. I was like, I'd never heard of this kid before. This guy might be Larry Fitzgerald reincarnated. Man, like, what's going on? Uh, but let's get back to the NFL. We'll talk some college football later on this hour. Make sure you stick around for that. But I want to talk about the game at Arrowhead Stadium. Chargers at the Chiefs. Kansas City right now a five and a half point favorite. Total is at 48. And my instincts tell me this is typically the spot where the Chargers play the Chiefs tough. Lose the game by three because of some boneheaded decision in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and KC prevails. Is that how you guys see this game? Is this kind of a closer than the market expects? Or are we just kind of totally off the Chargers after what we saw last Monday night? Well, I'm not sure you can lay five and a half with Kansas City right. because, to your point, they do play well in Kansas City. It seems to always be come down to the final possession of the game and somebody going for two, somebody deciding to kick a field goal, go for it mm. down, something like that. So I'm probably not going to get involved in this game. It, they're almost unwatchable, the charge. That game on Monday night was mm. horrific. Yeah, it Every was. play there was a penalty. Yeah, um, Something's missing with this offense. Like, you know, you used to think they get the ball back down three with three minutes, they're going to at least tie the game. And, and, and you know, yeah. they, they just don't. They just they just can't get it done. Um, so I, I don't have a good enough feel of the Chargers, uh, an underachieving team to talk about what you say about Jacksonville. I'll pass. I wonder if people will use, we'll get into a survivor talk later. I wonder if people, this is a tough week if you don't want to take Seattle where you want to go. I think the Chiefs, if they're still alive, might be a consideration. 
granted you have Philly for Christmas. Yeah. How many people still have chiefs available though too? I mean, I, uh, it, it's the, the one that people don't have available are San Francisco and Buffalo are yeah. the lowest Ooh, two okay. right now. And, and so, you know, that's why I think Seattle's going to be like 1200 entries yeah. this week. Oh my the God. Thing yeah, you're still in, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing yeah. Is, we already use the chiefs too. Uh, the yeah. thing about, um, the chargers and I saw it coming, you know, they play right into the wheelhouse of the Cowboys. Like they're a finesse team. They're not a, they're not a grinded out physical football team. Justin Herbert's being questioned now. Is he, is he clutch? Is he a good quarterback? He's a great quarterback. You don't make no mistake about that. But uh, did he, was he off last week? Yeah, he was. Um, the Chargers do play the Chiefs tight, uh, whether it's in LA or even in Kansas City. The, I think the familiarity, the matchups uh, evens all that out. Uh, I like the points um, uh, with the Chargers. Like, are, are they falling apart? Because the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to still do what they're doing. Uh, you got a Kelsey problem, right? You got a Mahomes problem. Defensively, you got a Chris Jones problem. Those are all individuals. I, I think the Chargers, they match up very well against all those individuals. It's just, can they play consistent or can they play uh, good enough football for 60 minutes? You're right, Femi. Staley's going to mess it up at some point. Yep. <laughs> but is he going to mess it up to the tune of not being able to get inside this number, though? You know, and, and that's, that's how I look at the game. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs can run away from the Chargers. That's why I'm interested uh, in taking the points with the Chargers on the road. Yeah. If I had to bet it, I'd take the points as well. I'd be a little locked up with you right there, Pritch, just because Kansas City hasn't played like a team that wants to go ahead and win by margin. Like they're led by their defense. Their mm -hmm. defense has been the elite unit on this Chiefs. Off. The offense is just kind of doing just enough is what it feels like. And Mahomes is a great enough quarterback to where obviously like you don't want to totally write this offense off, but it hasn't been impressive through six weeks of the season to where, yeah, I would obviously love six more than five and a half. Right. Any, anybody would. Right. But I think that's what's kind of hanging me up on this. Like, I don't know if I want to take five and a half, but if I had to take it, we'll see and, and monitor this all throughout the week. And maybe we get that six. Uh, but it looks like we're probably heading the other way before we head up, up north to six, though, because I see a five on the board as well at a prominent uh, off the grid sports book. So. So uh, I think this might be end up a lot of people interested in the Chargers here mm -hmm. getting more than a field goal in a game that tends to be a little bit closer than the market thinks. Uh, how about the game in Los Angeles, though? The Rams hosting the Steelers, Pittsburgh coming off of the bye. Uh, but we saw yesterday T.J. Watt. Uh, DNP at practice with a heel injury must have suffered it during the Wednesday practice that has now moved the market to uh, three and a half now popping up after the market went down to three here total sitting at 44. Uh, how do you guys break this down with potentially TJ Watt? I'm sure we'll learn later on this afternoon whether he's good to go or not or maybe we take this into the weekend. I laid three here. Um, I think this Rams offense is very good uh, and and I think Pittsburgh is smoke and mirrors. I really do. <laughs> this is the year Tomlin doesn't doesn't get to 500. I think I just um, I go back to the game in Houston where I thought they got they were going to physically dominate and they didn't. It took two, two defensive scores really to beat Cleveland on a Monday night. Um, I don't know what Harbaugh was doing. He gave him that game. I thought that the Baltimore should have won the game in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that. The, the Rams are going to be able to put up points in this game, and I don't think that this Pittsburgh office can, can stay with them, Pritch. Yeah, it, great points because it's a young offense, and they're not improving. Um, and they're supposed to be, though. This offense is supposed to be taking leaps forward, uh, and that's why Canada is under fire, right? Like, what's going on? Wait a minute, hold up. You got all this talent, all these <laughs> young players, and you can't improve. You got one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. Uh, now, they're physical 
uh, and they'll bring that on the road. Um, and I think the heel situation, you can pad up uh, your, your, your footwear, Femi, and you know you can get through the heel situation, I think, mm-hmm. if it's a bruised heel or something like that. Um, but you know, for TJ Watt, but in terms of the offense, where is that, where is that output going to come from? Where, what's going to happen? I mean, are they magically uh, in this situation with extra time going to just improve mightily? Uh, and that's hard to do. Uh, and that's hard to expect, too. So I, I don't know about laying it with the Rams. Uh, I've looked at some teasers with, with Steelers, but I can't get there because you, I... You used the Rams last week in, in Survivor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but the Rams for... They're a, they're a one-off. You know, mm. that's it. <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah, I, I, you don't, you don't, you yeah. don't buy them at all. No, no, no. I, I, I think I, they're much better than we thought they were going to be. They are. They are better than what we thought they were going to be. I, I thought they were going to tank yeah. because they don't have a quarterback. They yeah. haven't drafted a quarterback yeah. since golf, right? Uh, and then this is the last year of Stafford. I mean, what's what's the end game? What's the what's the next plan for for this organization? And so I don't know if they even care about that. McVeigh having a baby soon. So I mm. I, I I think their focus is different. But you're, they're, they're playing better than, than a lot of people have expected them to play. Yeah, I believe Jared Goff is their last first-round pick. Right, right. <laughs> 2016 or something like that, 2016, right? that's yeah. crazy to say out loud. Uh, we're going to be going opposite here, Mike Palm. I, I took the three and a half with oh. Pittsburgh. Well, no, yeah. we're not is opposite. That? You have a different number well, I than I have. a different number, yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe it lands three and you yeah. just get your money back and then and, and I'll win. Uh, but, but yeah, I took three and a half here. It sounds like for uh, also the report on TJ Watt, Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers for ESPN, said that the heel issue that popped up yesterday was minor is what TJ TJ Watt said, so I guess keep that in mind. That sounds like TJ yeah. Watt should be good to go, like Pritch mentioned. Maybe just pad that thing up, yeah. and he'll be good. But the reason why I took the three and a half, though, is that I, the, the Steelers' offense has been horrific. Uh, 15.8 points per game will tell you that. But I also think that this is a step down in competition in terms of the defense that they will face on Sunday. They started the year off with the gauntlet of gauntlets. Niners-Browns was their first two weeks. Those defenses have made everyone look pretty bad this season. And then after that, they play Baltimore's defense, which they don't get much of a pass rush, but Mike McDaniel has, or Mike McDonald has done a really good job there with that unit. Baltimore's unit has been pretty good. The Raiders' defense has been frisky as well. Like They played tougher defenses now with the bye week, you hope that Matt Canada, I know they've been chanting to fire mm-hmm. his name over at the Pittsburgh Penguins games. You hope, you hope that he kind of gets <laughs> Kenny Pickett on the same page. We get it dialed in. Deontay Johnson should be back now coming off of the IR. He hasn't played since messing up his hamstring in week one. I think a healthy Steelers offense now playing a lesser defense provides Pittsburgh to have a little bit of a buy low spot offensively. And if they can get into the 21, 24 range, I think that they can cover this number because I still have a lot of respect for TJ Watt and that front against the Rams O-line that's a little shaky to say the least. I also think this is a surface game and that the Steelers predominantly play on grass and the North they play on grass. They played in a dome and here in Las Vegas on grass Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is a turf field at at SoFi. I think this is, you know, you get these teams that play 75% of their games on one surface and have to go to the other. I think that's also a factor. Yeah, I mean, offensively, I think it can really play into that. Um, defensively, you know, TJ Watts presence on the field helps out everything. Uh, he's got to be on the field. He will be on the field. Like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so the Rams, I mean, if this is a low scoring affair, and that's why I've looked at teasers, uh, because the bulk of the NFL, all these teams, everything's tight. Scoring is tight. Uh, and therefore, I mean, I, I don't like what the offense is presenting themselves with right now with, with the Steelers. Uh, but if I got the benefit of getting extra points here, I'm, I'm looking at that. That's the only angle I'm seeing in this game. 
And if all else fails for this Pittsburgh offense, TJ Watt will just score a touchdown. <laughs> he seems to do that as well. And just from a crowd standpoint, I mean, what are we thinking? 75% Steeler uh, fans uh, on Sunday? I mean, we know the Steelers, Steelers nation is everywhere. So the terrible towels will be out in full force at SoFi Stadium. Real quick, want to squeeze this game in. We got a minute left. Packers, Broncos. Green Bay coming off to buy a one-point favorite total 45. <laughs> Your guys' guess is as good as mine as to what's going to happen in this one. I'm not sure I'll see any part of this game yeah. live, even <laughs> even if there's three other games going or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, you would think that this would help Lafleur with the bye, with the, mm. with the the inexperienced quarterback. I don't know what to say about the Broncos or where they're going. Or this is the lost cause. I had to check in with sources. I have sources mm. in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is this team tanking? Yeah. Uh, and the the consensus is. It appears that way. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to come out and say yeah. say it, mm-hmm. but it appears like this team mm. is is going the other way, making a business decision uh, with new owners and, and perhaps a new GM as well. Mm. How about that? So maybe table that for later and keep that in the back of your mind. Denver Broncos, perhaps in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes to go ahead and turn this thing forward. On the other side, we're going to try to figure out who the hell is going to win the NFC South. Falcons, Bucks next here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of the year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now and get full VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. A deal so good it should almost be illegal, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular seasons, and the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Sports Equinox. 
We always talk about how it's a great time to be alive and a great time to be a better. No better time than maybe the month of October bleeding into November with all the sports coming back. NBA's coming back on Tuesday. NHL's off and running. It's a great time to be alive. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Is there any video on that 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 lottery they did that Patrick and Amal won? <laughs> Oh. Was there a frozen oh, they, envelope? They, oh. yeah. <laughs> <Is there anywhere? laughs> they took uh, they took the Bengals, by they the did, way. They did, the, yeah. They took okay. the Bengals, yeah. yeah. 40 to 1. Yeah. 40 to 1. Wow. I mean, I see where they're coming from. That yeah. wouldn't have been my pick, but it's like, hey, maybe you're buying low on a guy like Joe Burrow, who, other than Tom Brady, has been the only guy to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So maybe that's the the thought process there. I thought Maher would get Detroit, would convince, you thought would convince them all. But uh, I know Amal was talking before they ever won this about Cincinnati futures and with, with Burrow getting healthy and mm-hmm. they could still win the division and looking at that stuff. So good luck to them. Yeah, yeah good luck to them is 100% mm-hmm. there. Uh, Lions, I don't know if I can get there. A head coach who's never been in the playoffs, I'm not sure you go from never being in the playoffs to winning the Super Bowl. But it's that 40-minute halftime. It'll shake you up. It'll shake you up, man. Usher's performing and stuff. You don't know what's going on. Man, I'm telling you. Seriously, you got a routine. You guys clown a little bit, but you got a routine. What are you about? We're not clown. Uh, we say it's real. No, it's, it is you real. reveal a lot on this yeah, show. I do. <laughs> you get in that routine. You get in that halftime. You're like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be taking the field. And all of a sudden, you're not. Then what do you do? I yeah. want to ask you, Pritch. Yeah. And we'll get more into the into this thrilling matchup between your former team, the Falcons, <laughs> and the Baker Mayfields. But yeah. um, we talked about Carr and, and him with Olave. Yeah. Debo and Tarod Taylor at hat. Was it necessary mm. for him to berate him on the sidelines? They're headed to the locker room. It's, it's you know, and the situation is, you know, obviously they run the ball with 14 mm-hmm. seconds mm-hmm. and then on first and goal from the one and then and then don't get in. He comes out and says it was a play action. We told him we needed to pass the audible to a run. He yeah. saw, is all that stuff really necessary to be done in the public eye? Well, and that's the thing. Like you're not conscious of the public eye mm-hmm. when you're fuming. Um, and a lot of things happen. Like you, you see things on the sideline happen in interaction between players. Uh, and r- in reality, that happens all the time. You know, coaches rip up players all the time at practice, but there's no media there. Mm-hmm. So Dave Bowl and, and that interaction with, with uh, Tyrod and all this stuff, that, that's just normal. But now you're not conscious of the fact that there's 20 cameras in the stadium uh, picking up everything, right? Uh, so you wish you could have those moments back, but uh, there's no cooling off period. The, the only cooling off period you have is after the game. When you're in the locker room, okay, now we can meet the media. So it's a constant reminder as players, as coaches, that whatever you do and whatever emotion you have on the, on the sideline or in the game, it's going to be picked up. And you got to be conscious of that if you can. But if you're fuming and if you lose it, then you're not conscious of that. We had this discussion and Michael Lombardi and I on the GM Shuffle podcast. We encourage everyone, of course, to go ahead and get it wherever they get their podcast. But and I brought the point about Dayball and like, hey, like he's been wearing his emotions on his sleeves this season. It wasn't just the Sunday night game. Think about the Monday night game when he's throwing the iPad and kind of rolls his eyes, walking away from Daniel Jones. It's like, buddy, like you got to kind of take it down a couple notches here. Like just like you can have those frustrations. And I'm sure he does. Like he's been he's coming from a winning program in Buffalo. Last year, they won, make the playoffs. And now it's one in six or one in five or whatever they are. One of the worst teams in the league. So clearly this is something that's been frustrating him. But it's like you kind of have to like rein it in a little. Well, you're, like to, to be able, you couldn't even do the halftime interview, right? In, in Sunday Night Football, which I thought was wild. Yeah, you're not you're not safe even in the press box because what it was Ken Dorsey, 
Yeah. When he exploded. <laughs> I was smashing the surface exactly. tablet, man. <laughs> like, you can't escape from cameras. I don't care. They got side pylon cameras now. They got, <laughs> who knows what other cameras they have in there, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you, when you lose it, uh, you lose it all the way. And there's no getting it back. Did you ever have a quarterback do that to you on the field? Um, I'm sure I have, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to remember a quarterback doing that. It would block uh, out those memories. <laughs> yeah, no, not not to that, not to no. that level. And you I would mean, remember. Yeah, you I would remember, remember that incident like, yeah, if it right, was that. Yeah. Right. I mean, frustration is frustration, yeah. but not to that level where yeah. okay, you know, well, hold up now, I'm a grown man, right? Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think you know if you're if you're a strong quarterback and it's understood that way within the locker room, then then yeah, you can damn Marino some people. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen Dan Marino <laughs> threw a pick and a receiver ran the wrong route. Instead of chasing after the pick, he started running and pointing towards the receiver that he did the wrong route. I mean, but Dan Marino can do that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I think there's a hierarchy standpoint uh, in, that, in that regard that that is respected, though, from players. And it, it has to do with the experience and success of the quarterback right. and Which, how long the receiver. I mean, it wasn't Duper Clayton, was it, um, that he was doing that too? No, it wasn't one of those guys, <laughs> although they were uh, – Duper was still playing at the time. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't one of those guys. The Mark's brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark Duper, Mark Clayton. Uh, Derek Carr doesn't have those bona fides. No. Though, so I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like what are you doing? Yeah. Do? My advice to Derek right. Carr would be make sure that your side of the street is clean <laughs> before you start berating other people there. Uh, but I digress. Let's get to that division, though, because the Saints looked bad yesterday on Thursday Night Football. They were the preseason favorite to win it. Now we have this matchup, which from a division standpoint is really important between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Might be a sight for sore eyes, but an important matchup nonetheless. Tampa's a two and a half point favorite. Total is at 37. This has been bet heavily toward the under. And when you look at the odds to win the division, Bucks and Falcons right now, the two kind of co-favorites or so, but it's kind of like a tri-favorite situation (laughs) with New Orleans in the mix. I mean, this is a big game here. How do you see you got this thing playing out here? At least uh, the winner of this will kind of grab control of this division through uh, seven weeks. Uh, I'm not going to play this game. I'd lean under. Uh, I I think this division race is really intriguing Mm -hmm. because there's, you know, who's the best quarterback in this division? (laughs) I don't even want to answer. Is Arthur Smith the best head coach? Um, he was the best offensive coordinator at one time, right? Mm-hmm. You could argue they, they, there's been coaches that this division has coaches that, and then throw Carolina. They're not they're not there talent wise to win it. But of the other three, I mean, they're coaches that were successful as coordinators, not necessarily as head coaches. Like on any given week, these games are all going to be two two and a half when they play each other based on the home field. Right. They're like all mm-hmm. you rate them all out power ratings the same. So I leaned to. to to the Falcons to win mm-hmm. the division. I mm-hmm. actually do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're the most talented team. Um, and yet the quarterback holds me back because can he do anything? Right. And, and we haven't really seen it. I thought that was a bad home loss last week. It was the game. You got to win yep. against yep. the commanders. So yep. uh, I won't play this game. 37 is a little low, but uh, this is going to be another game of, of, field goals and, and teams driving the ball between, right. the, between the 20s. I and think. the only reason why, because of that, you know, in the tightness of scoring, I'm interested in teasing. Tease, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad you said what you stated it perfectly, Mike, because Arthur Smith is a play caller. He has yet to prove to people that he's a head coach uh, because a head coach would make decisions that's going to benefit the team. Like your preference as a play caller might be Ritter, 
and but you're frustrated, right? I mean, you're, you're grabbing your hair, you're grabbing your hat, you're you're throwing things, you're you're frustrated because this quarterback throws picks after pick after pick in, in the second half and costs you a game. Now he does enough good things to okay, maybe I can maybe I can change that, right? And we all think that. Uh, I think as coaches, probably more so than anything else. Well, I can change that. I, I I can be more disciplined. I can call it this way. Or you just are not familiar with Heineke, right? You have Heineke. Was, was that your guy or was that the front office? Did they bring him in for assurances? You would love to have Lamar Jackson. But Arthur Blank said, nope, we're not going to do that, right? He did that for the good of the league, though. <laughs> yeah. He, he kind of took one. Yeah, the, the collusion well, I, part yeah, of yeah. <laughs> The collusion <laughs> right, good of the league. Yeah, the, the collusion good of the league. The good of the owners. The good of the owners. The memo is sent out. Let's keep those costs down, fellas. Yeah. But Arthur Smith, I mean – how does he get past being a play caller and becoming a head coach? Because I think the team is watching this. Atlanta knows they're more talented uh, and they're talented enough to win a division. It's just what changes are going to be made along the way to help us do that. If, if you had the choice and I could tell you, you would know this, you can play Heineke now and win the division and you're probably going to be out hosting a home playoff game the first round. You're not going to win <laughs> right. the NFC. Right. Or is there enough upside to continue to play Ritter that he can develop for the future? Would you take the one division right now, or would you take the upside possibly in the future? Well, as a player, I'd take the division. Right now. Because that's going to help me out. That's going to help my dollars. That's going to help my career. But, uh, you know, if you're... How about as a head coach? As a head coach, you might be thinking the development of a quarterback because you passed up on Lamar Jackson for this uh, situation. And so where else are you going to turn... To, to solidify that position, uh, you know, he's, he might be up against it. He has to develop Ritter. But I just don't know how uh, he does that without being increasingly more frustrated. Yeah, and then the skill position guys frustrated among them as well, whether it's Drake London or the Kyle Pitts yeah. of the world. Good luck, Falcons. We'll talk <laughs> more NFL on the other side. Let's talk some contests when we come back here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook, this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here on this football Friday. Doing a little triple option, which has been a lot of fun so far through the show. If you miss any portion of our show, including our interview with Zach Cohen, VEASAN betting analyst, check out all his work at VEASAN.com. Make sure that you check out the Lombardi Line in podcast form. You subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. You can check all of it out in On Demand. But, uh, I was thinking during the break here is that Pritch, you brought up a good point about this Atlanta Falcons side being a great teaser leg this Sunday. And how about maybe we do like a Mike Pritchard syndicate teasers, <laughs> Seahawks Falcons well, as a potential teaser. Get Seattle down to one yeah. and a half. You can tease the Falcons up to plus eight and a half. I mean, that Got sounds good too. Um, maybe, maybe do a three leg teaser. So last <laughs> year and the year before my former team teaser was pretty darn good, Femi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think the first year it was three and one. Um, and then last year I did well with it too. But this year has kind of been different because, mm-hmm. you know, finding situations where all three teams uh, are comfortable from a teaser standpoint has, been, has not been easy. Uh, but 
this could be a week to kind of dust that bad boy off, though. Because mm. Seattle, I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with teasing them down. Um, and then Denver uh, against uh, a team in Green Bay that's trying to find themselves. Now, Denver is horrible. <laughs> and so I'm taking a chance there. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, and then you got Atlanta. You know, I, I, I think Tampa is scrappy. But Atlanta is good enough. They, it, I mean, for for certainly from a teaser standpoint, yeah, uh, it's attractive. Yeah, I'm like, how does Tampa win this by double digits? I mean, I guess the game could land nine mm-hmm. and you lose that teaser leg. Yeah. But it feels like this is going to be a one possession game, whichever yeah. team wins it. So getting those eight and a half points in a total with 37, those are valuable points to go ahead. Might have just talked me into up. a former team teaser. I'm just saying, piece of Broncos too. <laughs> Come on, I, I can't get there with Denver. Let's just keep, let, let's just keep it to the, to the birds. We'll just keep it to the birds of the birds, the Falcons and the Seahawks. Yeah. I think that's a solid teaser leg. But the reason why I did it too was because obviously the plus one sixty, yeah, uh, with the three leg. Uh, but um, no, nah, yeah, yeah, Denver is kind of a deterrent at this point. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pritch, though, uh, I think you were you might be the only person that's employed a visa and that's still alive and survivor. No, Mitch and yeah. Paul. Oh, oh, Mitch and Paul. Oh, okay. Mitch and Paul. I think they both alive. have two. Okay, two, How about two that? entries yeah. left. But they so, started with more than so, oh, than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started with more, but they have two. They're so, still in it though. So there's ten people that still have their original ten entries left. Wow, too, damn. Out of the eighteen hundred. Oh, wow. As a, if you go through the chart, you can figure that out. That's good for them. What are the entries worth now at this? Do we have the the facts and figures on that? Well, it'd be like fifty two hundred, maybe fifty okay. something like I that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, Pritch, week week seven's here. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, obviously it's Seattle. I mean, it's not you're not hiding anything at this point. You're starting to map it out though, uh, and there was discussion because I am with the partner, and so it's like, okay. Detroit is going to be the play. You know that already. We know that kind of thing uh, for Thanksgiving. But mm. um, it, it's trying to survive, though, right? And uh, so mapping it out right now is, is becoming difficult because you're starting to look at next week. Have you used the Dolphins? And, uh, yeah, we have. I mean, the reason why we're still in it. because <laughs> <like, laughs> you use the Dolphins? <laughs> Washington, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Miami, Rams, uh, and perhaps Seattle here coming up. Okay. All right. So... Any discussion of getting frisky and rolling the dice, or is it just kind of still try to hit fairways and, and go about it that well, way? Well, with one entry, yeah, that's getting frisky is probably out the out the thought process. Mm. Have you used the Chargers yet? No, right? No. So next no. week you could yeah. use the Chargers on the Sunday night game against the Bears, Starting to map right? it out. Yeah. yeah. Starting yeah. to map it out. Yeah. Fade Tyson Bajent. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. Fields could be. Is, well, how long is he out? Do we know with the I, thumb? I don't think we know, but I mean, they ruled him out pretty early yeah. this week. Yeah. So I don't know if things are going well. It's dislocated, so there yeah. could be some torn ligaments. It could be out for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. they think a grip strength is mm-hmm. the issue right, right now. There for, which, if you're a quarterback, it feels like you'd need to grip the football. But who am I? I'm not an expert. Have you used the Browns yet? No. So, was, and then the following week, Cardinals yeah. at Browns. I mean, I'm just trying to look at yeah. Pritch's path to get to Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, right? there's a path. Right? There's yeah. a path. Mapping it out. There's a path. Can we make a graphic? Pritch's <laughs> they make some sort of graphic Pritch's for this year. Yeah, no. From Rancho High School to Vincent. Chris's path. Northtown to the top. Shout out to it. Moving on up. Let him know. Let him know. Well, Sometimes you got to let him know. I, I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned the Browns. I was going to ask you if you wanted to use the Browns on Sunday against the Colts oh, and roll the dice. That that might be in the, in the discussion. That's interesting. But yeah. For people that have multiple entries mm-hmm. you put some on seattle yeah. the obvious choice and some somewhere else and hope seattle loses 
Yeah. And and the field gets right. drastically shrunk down, right? Right. And <laughs> having, you know, the contest show last year, it's like okay. we saw that play out. Like how many people had all these entries and the thought process of what do you do with all these entries, right? And mm -hmm. uh, do you get frisky at times? Do you take a chance? When do you deviate from from the perceived crowd, right? Uh, and so uh, I, I tend to agree with Mike here in terms of there's going to be a lot of people at the end, unlike last year. Last year, I thought there was going to be one person to take it all, to be honest with you. I was, well, it was ended up two. It was close. I was, I wanted to see it. Right. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a bulk of people that, that probably map things out. And because scoring is tight because the NFL is, it is unpredictable, but then it really isn't at times, I think. And so, um, we, we could see a number of people there uh, towards the end. It just feels like we have so many bad teams to where like you can pick on a lot of these teams mm -hmm. and not feel like you're ever backed into a corner one week. Now, maybe this week you feel like you're, you're kind of backed into the Seattle corner uh, among other people here. But I mean, down the road, I'm like, I just feel like there's going to be even bigger point spreads once we realize post trade deadline what some of these teams intentions are for the rest of the season. Like it wouldn't shock me if we start regularly seeing double digit point spreads to where it's like, all right, well, this team, we clearly know they're, they're not incentivized to win the football. game. Right. One of the things I, I'm conscious of, though, Femi, is like. I mean, the market might say, or, or or the point spread might be this, but our team's improving though. Yeah. Right. And, and our team's starting to turn the corner and start to play, uh, and the market just hasn't caught up with that. I mean, that that I think we saw the carnage from that last year. Mm -hmm. Carolina could be one of those teams to get a new play caller. Frank Wright giving up play calls. Maybe the Panthers. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny to say out loud because they're zero and six. Maybe they turn the corner post bye week right now, uh, sitting on the on the bye, so it's, they can't lose this. It's week. tough to straight fade him. I mean, in a couple weeks, Houston at Carolina. The look ahead there's three. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pretty thin number. Then they play the Bears on a Thursday night. I mean, man, that's your one shot to use the Bears. Maybe if Fields is back, <laughs> about I don't. I don't know, but I just. I. I think if you can get to Thanksgiving, yeah, that's going to be like a demarcation yeah. point to get to Thanksgiving, right. and that's what you have to focus on right now. We're rooting and, for you. Okay, we're knocking on one. Hopefully, hopefully Seattle goes and, and takes care of business on Sunday. Because if they do not, uh, oh, I'm not sure God. how many people are going to be left in, in Circus Survivor right, right. Uh, after week number seven. Uh, let's go to the Meadowlands, though, while we have a little bit of time here. The Washington oh. Commanders oh. are two and a half point favorites. <laughs> the total sitting at 37 and a half. Another game where wind could be a problem uh, over there in the Meadowlands. I have a bet in this game. I laid two and a half yeah. for Washington. I just, I, I can't get it there with the Giants whatsoever, even though that you don't really want to back Sam Howell as a road favorite. Well, he, they back him as a road dog last week, and he won the game. <laughs> he did win the game. Quietly, he's having a decent year. Not bad. Right? I yeah. mean, we haven't First talked, time starter. We haven't really talked about it, but, right, he's been more competent mm -hmm. than a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. He's been getting and, killed back there. Yeah, and he's got, he, he can run a little bit, you know. He yeah. has to run for his life, but <laughs> but he can run the ball a little bit too here. What what do you make of this Giants team? I mean, they, they had like the perfect formula to go in there and beat Buffalo and just didn't get it done right. at the one-yard line to end both halves. Um, Terod survived the whole game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that he was did. a concern, right? Would he get knocked out as well? My concern. So, yeah, I like the commanders here in this spot, too. <laughs> and I think we're going to see Terod Taylor once again there. Daniel Jones limited in practice, but Brian Dayball did not say that he was cleared for contact. Uh, behind that offensive line, I think you'd need to be cleared for contact to go ahead and play a football game. So it's Can I give like you guys something to think about, though? Okay. Jack Del Rio. 
as a defense coordinator. <laughs> Your sworn enemy. I mean, <laughs> they're 29th to 32 teams in points allowed right now. With that personnel, this is this is again, know Divisional your game. know your audience. Know, I mean, divisional game. You've you've got you're protecting the enemy by blaming no. Del Rio no, for I'm, everything. I'm I, mean, they, 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 I was down on Del Rio <laughs> before <laughs> Eric even got Here there. We go. Here yeah. we go. Now, as what an is assist- chopping wood? Well, you know, they were chopping the wood. <laughs> as, were, assist- <laughs> as assistant head coach Ron Rivera getting fired? Sure, why not? <laughs> but 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 Del Rio would be there though. But Del Rio has been horrible. Prior to Eric, he's going to be horrible after but, Eric. But can the Giants take advantage of it? Atlanta I'm couldn't t- really take advantage of it last only, week, right? It's all, right. It's yeah, only well, two and a half. Yeah. And, and the thing about yeah. it is, you know, if, is Daniel Jones, you guys, for sure, he's not going to play? I'm not. He hasn't been cleared for contact. Okay. So I would, it leans like limited. Okay. Play. I mean, with the neck, I'd you're going to be cautious. I would start Tyrod Taylor. Sure. Tyrod, sure. Tyrod. Yeah. No, I would. Yeah. No, you're I right. I think he gives you a better chance to win. Probably. Probably. But uh-huh. I, I just... Giving up that many points defensively, I think any team's in a game. Mm. Hopefully they're not, because I bet the commanders. We'll wrap up the show <laughs> on the other side. It's the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets or where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It's the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. It's been a lot of fun here on this triple option Friday uh, on VCNB Sports Betting Network. Thank you once again to Zach Cohen, who joined us in the first hour. Check out all of Zach's work on Twitter at BettingOnX. And then you can find him at VEASAN.com, where he is a betting analyst here for us at VEASAN. Writes terrific work in college football. Uh, speaking of which, here with college football coming up tomorrow, uh, we haven't really broken down the Penn State-Ohio State game. We got Zach's 
thoughts on it, I should say, earlier in hour number one. But what do you guys think happens in Columbus right now? The Buckeyes, four and a half point favorites, total at 45 and a half. I buy the under, uh, Femi. I mean, it's number one versus number two yards per play allowed these two defenses, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. um, I think this game is going to be more like Notre Dame, Ohio State. Mm. Uh, which had a total of 31 points scored. Penn State's toughest opponent opponent was Iowa, and it was only one team that scored, but that was 31 points scored. You're looking at a total around 45 and a half, 46. I played it under, not as big as I played Tennessee, Alabama under. I could see you making arguments for both teams. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to take Penn State, though, because of Franklin's history. Mm. When you say history, you meaning just what, his history against top ten teams yeah. on the road. He never won. Mm-hmm. He's one and seven or one and eight against Ohio State. He just he's great covering against all these, these weaker opponents. He covers as a favorite, but he has it, and they've blown leads consistently. Remember, they go into the fourth quarter. They had a ten point lead, a seven point lead, and they just fall apart against Ohio State. Now, I'm not particularly impressed with Ohio State. I'm not sure that Penn State doesn't have the more talented team. I'm not sure they don't have the better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I I know from an offensive standpoint, Penn State wanted to evolve, and they have, right? Uh, And they are talented, very talented. And that's why I asked you about Franklin, because I was curious about your thoughts on that. Uh, Because Day, on the other side, too, uh, has been underwhelming at times, mm-hmm. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is a big game for these kids. And, you know, Ohio State having big games on their schedule each and every year. Like, you know which ones they are, right? Penn State, it's like each and every game now is becoming bigger and bigger because they're ranked or where they are and uh, the prospects of getting to the playoff and all that. I think Penn State gets up for this one. Hmm. I really do. Uh, and now... I understand what you're saying about Franklin, but um, they have evolved offensively, um, and and I I think they get up for this big game. I don't like the fact that Ohio State has not been effective running the ball. This is the worst rush offense they've had in like 15 years, right, in terms of the statistics of it. So, you know, maybe it's a first-half bet on Penn State. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what you look at. Yeah, I don't think I could ever bet the side in this game because I I hate both coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, like not like personally. I don't I hate know Brian them. Day. I don't know. I think he's a fraud. Really? I think he's a fraud. His teams don't get up for the, like when they play like like talent like teams that uh-huh. are similar to them. He always underwhelms. Other than like what Georgia, the game last year was the only time that when the whole world thought that they were going to get blown out because they got their tails kicked against Michigan. Like I don't think his teams are ever ready in these situations. And I look at him as the number one reason why. Like like when they see bad teams, yeah, Ohio State's going to look good because no. the scarlet letter and all that stuff, or the scarlet and, and 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 gray that they got going on. But when they play other teams that recruit at their level. I see the flaws in Ryan Day, and I don't, I don't, I'm not. A, I'm selling Ryan Day. Who has more pressure as a head coach in this game, Franklin? <sighs> Day's got a lot of pressure after having him blown out by Michigan two years in a row yeah. to win this game. Well, and that's the, that's my whole point. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're Ohio State, I mean, because I've been in a situation. You know which games you've identified. You know which games you're doing extra work on in the off season, even spring ball. But here's Penn State, and it's like, okay, rivalry where on their schedule? You know, um, big game. Obviously, Michigan is going to be a big game yep. at that point. But if we get through Ohio State, then that Michigan game, I believe it's at home too, yeah, right? Yeah, they're at home. Woo! <laughs> so it, everything gets bigger and bigger for a team that's on the rise, and, and that's why I think they get up for this one. Yeah. I think, I think Franklin, in this particular spot, I think Franklin has more pressure – Day's pressure comes when they play Michigan. Right. Like right, he can't right. have another bad game against mm-hmm. Michigan. Otherwise, I think the boosters at Ohio State are going to be looking for somebody else. Was that uh, a bad game against Notre Dame? 
Or... I think it was. Okay. I think Notre Dame lost the game more right. so than Ohio State right. won it. Right. And that's what I mean with Ryan Day's, like, his, I mean, like, we saw the, the, the 10 players on the field and all that stuff. Like, Notre Dame absolutely bungled the end of that game. Ohio State just happened to walk through. And, yeah, you credit them for taking advantage of the opportunity. But the Buckeyes did not seem like they were good in that game. Like, Notre Dame was the better team for 59 minutes and 30 seconds. And then the 30 seconds happened to where they lost the game. We'll see what happens, though. Good luck to anyone out there that bet the Buckeyes. Uh, I don't see it. I, but I couldn't bet Penn State because I also see James Franklin in these big games as well. Uh, let's go to Tuscaloosa, though. Tennessee, Bama. I know that you like Bama in this spot. Uh, there's some agreement here. We're up to nine and nine and a half in some spots right now. Total 47 and a half. Yeah, I like under. Uh, that was a real grinding game with Texas A&M. Tennessee can rush the passer. I think they can get to Milrow. Um, and their offense is so different from from last year with hooker yeah right how fast they played how they moved the ball they just haven't done it so far here this year so i i think alabama wins this game but i think this game is a 23 13 that kind of a game 24 14 24 10 kind of game that stays under this this 48 yeah and you know we had zach on earlier and then he talked about um because it was at nine now it's at eight and a half right and and mm-hmm. so um you know, looking at this game, wanting to bet it because uh, I again, Alabama in the month of October outside the top 10. I don't know when's the last time that's happened, but um, Tennessee, it, their offense is different. Uh, you know, the, the players that they had executing this offense is now graduated to the National Football League. And uh, and so it just hasn't looked the same. But then uh, Alabama hasn't looked the same. I think the mystique is off them, too, you know, and. Um, I, I don't know. Defensively, maybe you can rely on them uh, in this game. Um, I don't know if I want to lay eight and a half, though, uh, for Bama. What about this interesting Pac-12 game? We haven't talked about it, and I don't know if nationally it's getting a whole lot of attention, but Washington State, Oregon. To me, this feels like a weird spot here for the Ducks coming off of the crushing loss against Washington. Now you have Utah on deck. Like, I in a shootout game, like I know that Washington State's kind of come back down to earth here, but I think this is a game where Cam Ward can really remind people of how good he is, and this Washington State offense might find some success. Boy, it's two weeks in a row they did nothing. They did they were two bad. weeks in a row. How good is Arizona? I'm looking at this Arizona good. team <laughs> might with be the backup good. quarterback. Yeah. It's been sensational. Fafita? Yeah. They should have beaten USC in the Coliseum, and they just trounced them on the Palouse last week. They gave Washington problems too. It, the, yes, they did. I mean, this is a this is an interesting. This fish, I think, this Jed Fish is a very good coach. They had nothing when he got there, and you know, and they took Mississippi State in Starkville to overtime yeah. earlier in the year too. Anyhow, I'm not laying twenty off a, a deflating no. loss like that, but this is a really good. I was really impressed with Oregon. They lost the game. Yeah. I have a higher opinion of Oregon after having lost the game than I did before it. Yeah. Bodacious. <laughs> I feel bad for you because they should have won that game. Yeah, Lanning, what's he doing? He made three horrible decisions. The end of the first half. Why four yard him. line do you think you can? And then at six seconds, okay, run a quick fade. Mm. Then you can still kick the field goal. They rolled him 30 yards. There were nine defensive backs that looked like for Washington. On the, the whole end zone was Husky standing. They had no shot on that. That was a horrible. Then why don't you take the three when you're down to make it a one score game? And then I just didn't like the play calling at the end. Third and two, di- dive into the middle of the line. Third and two is a spot where you could. Third and two is a spot where you could have you could have rolled him out, had a run pass option. Mm-hmm. Then you're stuck. I don't hate the decision to go on fourth down. I hated the third down play call. I was convinced they were running the last seven minutes off the game. Yeah. Everything was looking that I way. Thought, I yeah. thought I wasn't good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I wasn't good. And then I wasn't. And then they lost. I, I, I just want to hit on this one real quickly. Duke at Florida State. 
a two touchdown, more than a two touchdown. You mm-hmm. know, Mike Elko's never lost a game by double digits at Duke. I know it's wow. that year two. They've okay. been, I think seven is the, the largest margin of loss. They played Notre Dame. They had the lead on Notre Dame. They played everybody close. I almost think you have to take the points in that spot. I know everybody's really high on Florida mm-hmm. State. That's another team, though, that doesn't really play a whole 60 minutes at, at mm-hmm. throttle. And and he doesn't, though. He is, uh, Norval has taken this team, and if you notice, Pritch, their star players only get 30, 35 snaps a game. He's like keeping this team fresh for the for for the big games down the stretch, although this is a, is a huge one. Yeah, I, I, I'm... When I watch Florida State offensively, it doesn't like wow you, yeah. but they're just they, they feel like they have a lot of talent. The defense is starting to kind of fix some things as well. It's Mitch Moss asked this question: Does an undefeated ACC champ North Carolina get in over a one loss SEC champ Alabama? Oh, against Alabama? No, no. Nope. SEC Bama champ goes. Bama would go Bama before goes. an SEC champ. Yeah, uh, with a loss. Yeah. With a loss Bama to Texas goes, yeah. over an undefeated ACC champ. Bama goes. You think so, huh? Yep. But without hesitation. Really? Mm. I, I, I think. Does a one-loss Oregon team go before an undefeated North Carolina no. team? No. No. <laughs> it's it's levels to it. I want to do something. There is levels, we need, yeah. to get, we need to get a bet a week, the three of us. Yeah. Put, so we each put in 1,000, and we'll make a bet a week between 500 and 2,000, and, and we come up with a consensus bet. Right? I'm down. Okay. We'll play Pritch's 1,000 first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua